0: Is in heaven.
1: Love comes first. We'll make heaven a place on earth.
2: Though heaven is a place on earth. Yeah,
1: don't say it's going to be crazy. Maybe. It's going to be nuts. (laughs) I
2: want someone to come in and think of this as serious. All right, welcome to the newest show on the Cities Mag Podcast Network. This is Running Things Considered, uh, where we discuss something that is just on our minds from the running uh, community that's in the headlines uh, for the first couple minutes. Then after that, we're going to really delve into some voicemails from uh, you listeners. So if you want to be on the show, all you have to do is call in at 646 780-9218, and leave us a message, and we pretty much will answer just about anything. Um, You'll find that out actually pretty quick with this first batch of voicemails. But first, we're going to do a little segment called uh, Fresh Off the Boards, where we take something that is either on message boards or uh, maybe even... Somewhere else on the internet that has really Facebook been Facebook walls. Yeah, Facebook walls. Uh, that has been boggling our minds. And so uh, today, the topic is Ben Blankenship's age. Now, this one will be—it'll uh, be close to heart to uh, Ryan Sterner, who's known of Ben Blankenship for years now uh, as a Minnesota boy. So, uh, do you have the thread opened up, uh, Sterner? No, I'm trying to uh,
3: save as many CPUs on my computer as possible. All
2: right. so the thread was called The Mysterious Age of Ben Blankenship and so at Viva La Republica, uh, that's the actual uh, poster's name, says in a recent Let's Run interview Ben Blankenship says that he is old now, 30, but none of the information found on the internet indicates that Blankenship is his stated age. His Wikipedia page says he was born December 15th, 1989. Bring Back the Mile says he was born December 19th, 1989. His IAAF profile says he was born December 15th, 1988. The US Olympic team page says he was born December 15th, 1988. Another IOC page says he was born December 15th, 1988. Runner's World had an article from 2013 that said he was 23, which would indicate a 1989 birthday. But he would only be 28 years old now. So the question on everyone's mind is, how old do you think Ben Blankenship is? So I guess we'll start with Ryan on this one.
3: Um, first of all, I kind of think I was looking through this post, and it's just so specific in the different articles that they're citing and seemingly like obscure uh, that uh, I feel like there could only be one person that posted this, and it's Ben Blankenship himself.
4: I mean, I don't know. I thought that we've kind of agreed that we have no idea how old he was. Like, though, he's just kind of that person in, at least in my life, he's just like a reoccurring, he's just always like, yeah, always looks around 29, 30. He's been like that for the last maybe six. I remember I saw him one time at Hayward Field when I was like a sophomore in college and I had no idea who this person was, but I assumed he was a 29-year-old and I've kept assuming that. So, like, I don't know. To me, I, I thought we all just kind of came to the conclusion that, like, Yeah, this dude is like a weird age and he's like is there some sort of character that's stuck in an age? Is that a thing? Someone Benjamin Button. Ben yeah, no, you idiot. He goes back (laughs) no Tom Peter Pan. It's Peter Pan, the the perpetual child. Benjamin Button chip is Peter Pan. Also, Finally. I don't think it really matters,
3: right? Because, like, what are we debating over? Whether or not he was born in 1990 or 1989 or 1988? No, like, it's, it's the
4: difference of one year. It's not like... And either way, he's a Gemini. Like, no one's disputing that he's born yeah. like, outside of that range, which is, I mean, your zodiac sign kind of determines who you are as a person. So
1: he's a, a Sagittarius, you idiot. Learn your whatever. zodiac Idi- calendar. Whatever. I think I know what happened. Oh. Um, because I actually thought about this a lot. Um, the public library I'm at doesn't let me go on Let's Run, so I'm just going to go off the memory of the thread here. Um, but it seems like the debate is between 88 and 89, right? Yep. So if you go to his bio page for uh, Minnesota when he's running for them, it says 89. Uh, if you go to his page for mississippi state it doesn't give a year um, went, i think because of the transfer i think that someone probably thought he was a year younger than he actually was and i think wait, a bunch of what people are you about? go to his university of minnesota page yeah but then what about mississippi mississippi state where he started what's that all about ben blankenship started at mississippi state before he went to minnesota
4: that can't
3: be true
1: Yes, it's one hundred percent true. <laughs> <laughs> all
3: right, all right. I'm sorry. I'm
1: clearly it. I'm gonna look
3: because I don't know if I believe you.
1: No, go on. You should one hundred percent believe me because there's no, there's no like financial advantage that Mississippi State has by like lying that Ben Blankenship ran for them. The Picture <laughs> of Ben Blankenship on the Mississippi State athletics website is really bad, and that's probably why he ignores it. Oh my it. god. Where was this when we did our portrait roundups? <laughs> he did, I don't know.
4: He was born December 15th.
1: Yeah, but it doesn't give a year. So I think that whoever was the uh SID at Minnesota oh. just assumed that he was a year younger than he was.
4: God, his hair is so Cuz
1: he was a freshman but he was a red shirt and they put 89. I think he's born in 88.
3: Well, this is the thing is he graduated so let's so his birthday you're saying you think is December, nineteen eighty eight. Fifteenth, yeah. So he, he so he graduated high school in two thousand seven, meaning that that yeah. If he was born in eighty eight, then he would have been eighteen when he graduated.
1: Yeah, and if you're, if he was born in December of eighty nine, he would have graduated two thousand eight. Yeah, because that's still within the cutoff. I think I think December fifteenth, nineteen eighty eight is the right number. I don't know why. Bring Back the Mile has December 19th, 1989, because that's just, like, way out there. The typo. But it might be, like, is the difference between December 15th and December 19th, like, a proportional distance between, you know, 1,600 meters and 1,609 meters? And this is just, like, a thematical thing they do.
3: That's so dumb. I hope you're right. (laughs)
1: Like, (laughs) if you're gonna give birth to a baby, don't don't go the easy way. You have to, like, commit another four days.
0: And I was back...
4: in the SID office in Portland, and I can tell you right now, like, stats did not matter. Like, accuracy was not paramount. So, I think... Well, that's... can you give me a
3: specific example?
4: I mean, like, the volleyball team dropped the third set, you know, 21 to 15. No, it was 21 to 12. Like, I'm not going to change that. You know, Mississippi State, it's like... Ben Blankenship, as a freshman, no one knows who this guy is. Like, you know, that SID is, you know, he doesn't care. He's a sophomore. He's a year older than Ben. <laughs> He's
3: getting blackout I, drunk every night, stumbling back into his job at the SID's
1: office hungover.
4: Probably an amazing think, place to do it, Mississippi State.
1: I think the SID, though, like, their job is to just make anything sound good.
4: Yeah, No, you know like, it is.
1: I saw one thing where it was, I forget what game it was. It was a college basketball game a few years ago, and they were like, top-ranked matchup in, you know, coming up this week. And it was, like, because one team led the nation in three-point defense and the other one led the nation in, like, rebounds or something like that. But neither team had a winning record.
4: Yeah, man. They're top-ranked.
1: SIDs are not very good at their job, I guess is what we're understanding here.
4: What, how do you get
1: to be an SID?
4: Is it, like, a good job? Well, you just kind of hang around the university, like, department long enough, and then everybody's just like, oh, like, you're still here. We have a job for you. you <laughs>
1: yeah, so I think we figured it out. Uh, ben Blankenship has Benjamin Button's disease.
0: <laughs> no, and
1: Peter Pan. Peter Pan.
2: <laughs> okay. Anyway, anyway, some, would say,
1: some would say Benjamin Button is this generation's Peter Pan, but...
2: I'll keep my mouth shut. All right, so we want to move into some voicemail questions? I don't want to, but you're going to make us. I'll give you guys some options here. Do you want the marathon 20 miles first or uh, getting away with a bank heist?
1: Mm. 20
2: miles. Okay. That one's pretty neutral.
0: Hey there, Paul Schmeider here. What's the point of watching the first 20 miles of a marathon? I mean, it just seems like
2: you're just watching paint dry. Thanks. So if you didn't hear it, he asked, what's the point of watching the first 20 miles of a marathon? It just seems like it's watching paint dry. We'll mm-hmm. go to our resident marathoner first on this one, Stephen.
3: Stephen, were you convinced at all that that might have been Paul? Uh-huh. For like a second.
4: Um, no, that's not Paul.
3: So the I'm, first time I heard that, there was like the first three words of like that could be Paul. And then he started stuttering over his speech and sounded uh, like a child. And I was like, I guess, no, Paul is too articulate for no, that.
4: Paul, yeah. Paul and, Paul is amazing at talking fast and not stuttering. It's actually, it's fucking incredible. Um, so the first 20 miles of marathon, I always find pretty interesting to watch just because you see, you know, you you see a lot, you see a lot of things play out. Someone, you know, is typically the person who's leading it at mile 20 isn't usually the person that is going to end up winning it, but maybe, you know, they got a big pair of balls that day and wanted to take it out a little bit hot, which is always fun to watch, kind of inspiring. Um, you know, you're very, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, what, Tom's? What's going on? Your you're
1: very general and non specific defense of the first 20 miles of a marathon has me convinced.
4: Yeah, I'm not convinced at all. I mean, I guess, I mean, because generally you just have to like the sport enough to know that it's going to be kind of dull to really be into it. I don't know. Well, it's
3: kind of like NASCAR. What's the point of watching the first, like, 10 laps of the Indy 500 or first 100 laps of
1: the Indy
0: 500?
1: Uh, The Indy 500 isn't NASCAR. (laughs) Really? Yeah, it just goes to show how many laps of the Indy 500 you've actually watched. I was wondering if it was 500 laps or 500 miles.
3: 500 miles. Why do you know so much about NASCAR?
1: Uh, <laughs> a big Jeff Gordon fan. Uh, you know, obviously, Mountain Dew, Jeff Gordon. uh, Jeff Gordon's actually a Pepsi guy. So isn't Pepsi a, or Mountain Dew a Pepsi product? Uh, I don't know. Probably. Um, i don't know the questions about marathons and the first 20 miles whether it's it's whether or not it's worth it to watch as a spectator um you're already a fan of running if you're watching a marathon right
0: Mm,
4: i think
1: so but let's say it's like sunday morning and you are a 50
3: year old father of three living in i don't know somewhere in like South Dakota and you flip on NBC and the gun has just gone off for yeah, I don't know, like the New York marathon. Like, are you that's interested that's in Of down?
4: course you're not going to watch. So my whole argument is like, if you're even willing to watch it, that means enough that like, yeah, just fucking watch it.
1: So, but the question I think is like more geared towards like casual fans. Is that a thing with marathons?
4: This kid is not, or man is not calling us. It's as Paul a casual Schneider. Fan.
1: Paul Schneider. Yeah,
4: Paul Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I
1: okay. think the thing is, is that like, there's two groups of people who watch marathons. There's like running fans and marathon fans that are that one group. Um, the other group is like, your friend is running their first ever marathon.
4: <laughs> what?
3: Every marathon that I've watched, I've enjoyed I don't really care about marathons. I have no desire to run a marathon, but like I've probably sat down and watched, I don't know, at least at least 10 full marathons, like full like men's and women's like stuck around for like three hours to watch the marathon. And I've always had fun. I mean, it's like what's it's if you are a fan of running and you're going to sit down and watch a marathon, it's there's the first 20 miles dictate how the last six miles of a race go. And if you're at yeah. all interested in context, you watch you watch the whole you watch the whole thing.
4: Yes. It gives it context. It'd be like watching the last quarter of a basketball game.
3: But that okay, see, so as I was saying my thing, I was thinking about that. And I there have been plenty of times, because I've got like league pass, there have been plenty of times where I just scroll through it and like, ooh, ooh, it's close. And <laughs> it's the fourth quarter. Like I'm gonna turn that one on.
4: Well that's because you have options. There's only one marathon. I, okay, that's a good point.
1: I don't really have money, uh, so I can't really do the League Pass thing. But what I like to do is go on eBay and just, like, watch the last three minutes of an auction.
3: <laughs> but the last three minutes of an eBay auction, is,
1: like, I think, the like, reason I,
3: that the price has gotten so inflated is because of the first 20 minutes, or the 20 hours of yeah, that
1: eBay yeah, auction. No, but it, like, it's doesn't... Got- get- no, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Like yes, your first no. bid on eBay doesn't matter if it's anything people want. That's literally if, all. That if matters. your first bid is at the like with ten seconds left in that auction, it absolutely matters. But yeah. if the thing's going to be up for a week, and you're saying like I'm going to spend ten dollars for this on Monday, like but
4: in the grant, man, if a butterfly flaps its wings in Brazil, that causes an eBay auction to go haywire. In Britain. <laughs>
1: I feel like we're losing the thread here.
4: <laughs> no, we didn't. We're so back on f- message. By a, f-
3: like, by a vote of two to one, we, we, we've decided that the first 20 miles of a marathon are worth watching.
4: I have a bad feeling me and Toms will never agree on my...
2: All right, next voicemail.
0: Sure. Hi, Tideos Meg. First time long time. This is Pat from Philadelphia. I submit to you the following question that has plagued me for years. Being an NCAA
2: All-American at which track and field event would help you the most if you robbed a bank and then needed to evade the police on foot afterwards? Um, I encourage you to consider distances from 100 meters to 10K as well as field events. Uh, Love you guys. Keep up the great work. I can't wait for the next Blue Jeans mile. See ya. So if you didn't hear that one, you rob a bank what is the best track and field uh, all-American athlete that you can be in order to evade the police? Uh, Consider the field events, the jumps, whatever. Uh, So we'll go to uh, Tom's on this one first.
1: Nice plug on the blue jeans mile at the end there. Um, So uh, that starts it. Uh, This one's hard because I think that I've always thought the best athletes are the 400-meter hurdlers because there is a certain level of like endurance and speed and shiftiness that could come into play uh, but like definitely not a distance event because I don't think you need to run that far
3: i think well i mean like getting away if we we're to believe like tv shows and movies it 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 involves like a lot of um misdirection right you got to like Throw a garbage can at a cop and then like hurdle hurdle a brick wall in an alley somewhere, and yeah, you're right. Like you, only, you it's not like it's it's never a, a six mile chase into the countryside. It's like it's a 400 meter sprint. He jumps into a dumpster and the cops drive away. So my vote. I mean, I like the 400 meter idea because I do agree that they're tremendous athletes. But I think if we're going Like, in in terms of a a police chase, like, the difference between a decathlete who can run, like, 48 or 49 seconds for a 400-meter and, like, I don't know, an actual 400-meter runner who can go out and run, like, 44 seconds, I don't think it's going to make that big of a difference. So my vote is for a decathlete.
4: Hmm. I don't think that's going to cut it for me, Ryan. Yeah? No, that's actually pretty good. Yeah, pretty well thought out, huh? Because you got to be an athlete. You can't just be like... Because originally I was going say, I'm about, about to get roasted for this probably, but like a 1500 meter runner. No,
3: you know, it's like, dumb.
4: It's, you're dumb. I, I know, but I know, Ryan, because I hadn't thought about it, okay? And now I see what you're saying, and I actually don't buy any answer other than a decathlete. No, I.
2: I don't agree with it. Can Um, I throw a? Can I throw a twist in here? No. What athlete do you think gets caught first uh, after robbing a bank?
3: Shot putter. (laughs) Like imagine Reese Hoffa trying to get away from a cop. Is that mean?
4: I don't know if that's mean, but I'm just like he's probably like an offensive lineman, and is like spooky like how quick he is but yeah i bet i mean a shot putter's not getting too far
1: i think you have to consider though who the cop is <laughs> That's like, true. Oh, i don't no, think
3: all cops no, are if... gonna be you know chief wiggum from the
1: simpsons oh no but what about if what if it's david mack who's that so david mack is i don't think he's on the top 10 list anymore But he used to be on the top 10 list for the US 800. He ran like 143.3, I want to say. And he was a cop. And then it turns out that he was involved with a robbery. And then it's also like kind of assumed that he was part of the plot to kill Biggie. Wow. Oh, I feel like. So if he's he's the cop, you're not going to outrun him. That's true. That's also like a weird track story that people don't talk about. Yeah. We, we, we have a post on it
2: before. It. Yep, we have a post yeah. about it on the site. Paul wrote it.
3: Paul Schneider. Of course, Paul knows about it. What doesn't yeah. Paul know?
2: How
4: does he
3: do that? He
4: just
2: <sighs> digging on Wikipedia. Education. Yep. All right, so we kind right. of decided. Uh, uh to athletes. athletes. Yep. Yep. All right, let's move on.
0: Does wearing expensive running stuff actually make you faster?
2: That's the whole voicemail. <laughs> Some poor kid <laughs> called in <laughs> asking whether uh, wearing expensive clothing makes you faster. Well, g- Steven, you had the biggest reaction to the call, so we'll go to you first.
4: <laughs> can, just, can, we just wait? can we wait? Can we I, wait?
3: Can, can I guess what Steven's gonna say? <laughs> Go for it. I think he's gonna say something along the lines of "Yes, yes, it does make you
4: faster.
3: Because <laughs> if you feel good, you're gonna run
4: good." Oh man, um, I'm I'm. I think it's very. I just thought the the way the, the child called <laughs> uh, that like he was acting. He was so genuine. Like there was no bullshitting. He wasn't like blowing smoke up our ass for the first time. Long time. It was just like, hey, like this is something that's been worrying me. Um, But yeah, Ryan, you're absolutely correct. If you do feel good, you do, (laughs) you do run faster. Can Uh, I ask? So,
3: what did you wear on your um, on your on your run run today? um, you me the breakdown head to toe of your outfit. Well,
4: I ran twice. Um, Okay. All right, um, I had an Adidas jacket on.
3: That okay. So we pause right there. That's an Adidas jacket. It's like a. It's it's like a. Is it super light? Can you kind of like see through it?
4: It's nice. It's blue. It has this. It actually kind of looks like a golf ball texture. It has like these really small like little. It's cool. Yeah.
3: Absolutely. Okay. One hundred and fifty dollars. Go on.
4: I I didn't pay for it. Um, I had some Adidas tights on. I had some nice like underwear with a windbreaker thing over my pecker.
3: Wait, so like running specific, like cold wear specific dong protective underpants?
4: Yeah, they have like a little liner over your wiener. Oh, wow.
3: Okay. So the the Adidas tights alone, I'm probably going to say like that's in another 80, 90 bucks. And then the...
4: (laughs) I've had the dong protective underwear for probably six years.
3: The, uh, okay, I, I don't know. So I guess you're saying that it's going to depreciate them in value a little bit. Um,
4: okay, sorry. The, uh, everything that I wore was a gift.
3: Okay, I guess that makes it better. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to calculate how much your outfit, like how much you had on you in terms of clothing I mean, as you were running,
4: running. Like, you know, running shoes alone are expensive.
3: Okay, yeah. What kind of shoes do you have on?
4: They were like, a, they're again, Adidas just this is all stuff that you know i was they 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 send me some stuff every now and then so i haven't paid if i had to pay for my running clothes no i would not wear what i wear why do you wouldn't think you be slower do i think i'd be slower <laughs> <laughs> yes no. no i don't think i'd be slower no i don't I'm sorry
1: tom did you have anything to say I just think you guys are being disrespectful to our probable future sponsor, Tracksmith, <laughs> um, because a $100 pair of dolphin shorts will definitely make you faster. Uh, if you go to tracksmith.com, enter the promo code uh, Running Considered. Uh, <laughs> enjoy 10% off and free shipping on your order. Again, that's Running Considered. Uh, Tracksmith, uh, functional clothing for functional people.
4: So you, uh, it sounds like you want to go in on Tracksmith a little bit.
1: I, I want to go in on Tracksmith because it's a great quality product at a great quality price. <laughs> this is uh this is a new
3: thing that we're doing called aspirational advertising where we yeah. just kind of name name some things and give out coupon codes just hoping that... um
4: damn Sam's.com! Do you hate going to the post office and maybe see your old father who you divorced a while ago? Yeah, me too. Anyways, you can't leave the house. I really like
1: Tracksmith because... I like wearing running clothes that says, yeah, I went to an Ivy League school, but I didn't. Is like,
3: that the tagline, or are you
1: saying, well, well I'm just thinking, like, all right,
4: all
1: right, if you made a running movie right now, mm-hmm. like, close your eyes and picture this,
4: mm-hmm.
1: okay, it's a running movie, and it takes place at, like, an East Coast college, right, and everyone at this college is runners, and there's, like, one group of kids that are kind of scrappy, like, Junkyard blue dogs. collar, blue collar, right? And then there's, like, the preppy kids, and those are the bad guys. What are the preppy guys wearing?
4: Collared shirts.
1: They're wearing Tracksmiths, right? Oh,
4: okay. That's where he was going
3: with it.
1: Yeah, that's where I was going with it. I don't, I mean, thematically, yeah, probably wearing collared shirts at some point, but they're wearing Tracksmiths. What are the poor kids wearing? Like greasy overalls, no, like boots. <laughs> Ow. Greasy overalls. They're dressed. They're dressed like uh, the mom in Three Billboards, just all the time.
3: I didn't see that. Uh, so that went over my head. But I'm
1: Francis gonna McDormand's over- character wears uh, coveralls, not overalls. Oh, I saw that uh, with like the bandana.
4: Yep.
1: Um, in fact, like the entire ragtag team is just Francis McDormand. 12 times. Does she play every
4: character? Like uh, Eddie yeah. Murphy? He plays yeah, Woody Harrelson. character. It's actually incredible.
1: It's, it's oh, Woody I mean, Harrelson. It yeah. Um, but that would be my running movie. But isn't there something to be said about the uh, the Nike shoe, the 4%? There's, the 4%. there's absolutely something to say about that. I mean, that's a very expensive shoe, and that shoe does make you faster, people claim. Yeah,
4: exactly. So they're, you know... They're putting their money where their mouth is. So it's hard for us to say that like expensive stuff won't make you faster. I think the f- I think well, I don't even know if this is true, but like, you know, a better footwear is going to make you a better athlete. It can, if you are at a certain I think it has the ability to put some people into Maybe running a little better. But obviously, if you're incredibly talented, you know, or just a really good athlete, footwear it doesn't matter. Like Elliot Kipchogi is going to run fast in whatever he wears. Uh,
1: as a guy who just read Born to Run, I'd like <laughs> to say that maybe no footwear makes you faster. There you go. You should try it out. <laughs> but the foot surgeries are probably more expensive than the shoes. So.
4: so it's going to, you're, you're breaking,
2: you know, there's no, the break-even analysis, I don't know what that is. That. All right, before we get to the next voicemail, uh, quick plug. You know what? Running uh, clothing is not expensive. But the City of Smag crewnecks, the T-shirts, everything we've got in the store. Uh, check out cityofsmag.com shop for... Uh, Why are the
4: coffee cups orange? Uh,
2: I don't know, but some, there's a couple of people out there who have the coffee mugs. I don't have one yet, but you can get one. All you have to do, cityofsmag.com shop. All right, next voicemail. Hey, this is Claudio Irving from California,
0: and boy, do I have a question for you. So post-track season last year, members of our team participated in what is known as the 6-12-18-24 challenge. Now, one must, in any order or combination, run, drink beer, eat donuts, and wank it 6-12-18-24 times without receiving any assistance or consuming any other food or drink during the challenge. Now, keep in mind, this was in the wake of Nike's Breaking 2 attempt, so we were really fired up to achieve something great and really test the limits of our bodies, minds, and spirits. While typically this challenge is limited to a 24-hour period, we began at 8 a.m. with the intent to see if any of us could it in under 12. I chugged a Red Bull at 7.58 a.m. and opted to go for a couple uh, pre-24-mile donuts, and intimate sessions. Needless to say, the rest of the challenge was the toughest physical challenge I've ever attempted, although I found the donuts to be quite enjoyable. The smell of Bud Light, however, still haunts me to this day. There was a particular point where I found myself multitasking in the shower, which was without a doubt where I hit rock bottom. Uh, in the end, a final victory shotgun won me the challenge in 11 hours, 8 minutes, both a personal and still-standing school record. So my question is, A, is there anyone who has done this faster? B, have any of you attempted this challenge? And C, what, in your opinion, is the best strategy to complete this challenge?
2: There you have it.
1: Can can we do something here with that call? Yeah, what's up? Because that was almost two minutes long. (laughs) Um, Can we... Play the call. We'll let you know when to stop just so we can address. There's a lot to unpack there. All right, let's do it. All right, so I'll start over. Hey, this is
0: Claudio Irving from California. (laughs) Awesome. Stop. 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 All
4: right, that's not a real name. All right, so this is a white kid who goes to some like (laughs) school and is just like surrounded. You know, all his like friends are like, yeah, do it call those guys! Call them up! And like, Claudio Irving? This kid has never been around any minority in his life. Okay, but at the same
1: time, I'm gonna take him at his word. Cause he was brave enough to call. Why is he going first name, last name, location on something that involves him masturbating? (laughs) Like, guys don't even do that on like, porn websites.
4: Yeah.
3: (laughs) Obviously. You don't, <laughs> hey, what's up? This is Mark coming at you from <laughs> oh,
1: god, do that on my like, no, cam that's... girl websites. Just go, not... what's up? My name is Claudio Irving from California. Very much appreciating <laughs> this live stream that you're doing.
0: Also, yeah. it's obviously you...
1: not who that is. Thank you, Claudio, for giving us the explicit tag on our first episode. Um, appreciate it. <laughs>
2: keep going sure
0: <laughs> if so post track season last year members of our team participated in what is known as the 6-12-18-24 challenge now one must in any order or combination run, drink beer, eat donuts and wank it 6-12 uh,
4: pause. okay wank it? when's the last time you I've actually nope, haven't ever heard it called that
1: uh, I think that it's a term with uh, the Proud Boys movement. They have their whole thing, no wanks. What the uh, fuck
4: is the Proud Boys <laughs> movement? <laughs> is Wait, is, are a, Proud Boys the right conservative people?
1: It's the uh, alt-right group founded by Gavin McInnes, the guy that started Vice. What is? It, did he do this as a joke? No, it's not. It's so weird. It's this thing where, like, you're not supposed to jerk off, and they call it no wanks. Um and then to get initiated, they beat the shit out of you until you can name five breakfast cereals.
4: Um, so
3: what is it
1: what's the, the point of
3: this? Right.
4: They they hate some people?
3: Uh minorities, probably.
1: It it's like a whole thing where it's like uh you know, having a white homeland here. Um I, I'm so, not trying to defend I'm not trying to defend Proud Boys here. I'm just saying that like winks is a term for them.
4: Okay, so do you think Claudio Uh, Reyna is a proud boy?
1: Claudio Irving.
4: Claudio Irving. (laughs) Uh,
1: He might be a proud boy. Uh, The one thing that he said that bothered me is he said, one must.
4: Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's like the... You you don't have to do this. Yeah, it's very Kantian of him to say that. (laughs) Like, I'm
3: alive, (laughs) therefore this is the only thing that I can be doing.
4: Yeah, like, yeah. I wish we could do like, I wish we could break this thing down and figure out where this kid is. Like if we no. could like, there's, there's a certain bird chirping in the background that only this time of year would only be in like Southeast Missouri or something. My, my thing is, is I don't want to know who this kid is. I don't know, man. I think it's that's where I in 11 hours or, or who even knows what he did. That's pretty so, incredible.
1: No, but here's what we do know.
4: Um, so wait, play the next part here
1: because he talks about his intro. 18 and
0: 24 times without receiving any assistance or consuming any other food or drink during the challenge.
3: Can we pause? I've never heard, Can we pause? Pause. Pause. I've never pause. heard that rule. That is insane.
1: Yeah, no assistance? <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. I mean, someone else jerking you off is still... I mean, sorry. Someone else wanking you off Uh still wanking to a certain level right
4: yeah i don't know man i just don't like i've never heard the whole no that the no water that seems dangerous that's a lot of stuff you're doing that you need water for yeah but you know there's a lot of
1: like
3: also to like probably replenish
1: replenish um yeah replenish your wanks (laughs) But you know that there's some, like, craft beer dude listening to this podcast in, like, Bend, Oregon, that's just like, well, he's drinking Bud Light, which is practically water, so <laughs> it's not really that big of a deal. That's
3: uh, fuck those craft beer guys, you know? You remember that, that Budweiser movement a while ago that was, like, um, basically, I think the tagline was fuck small business? <laughs> like Budweiser we don't need no macro breweries we buy American oh yeah American to support small business
1: I think that was right after they got bought by InBev like and they no longer were an American company right did they start referring
3: to themselves as a macro brew (laughs) yeah I think they did
0: during the challenge now keep in mind this was in the wake of Nike's breaking two attempt so stop really (laughs)
1: stop right there do you think that uh kirby the guy who's one of the lead uh sports what sports scientists behind this entire movement i guess would be the term for sub two he sits there and goes they're in a board meeting at nike headquarters he sits there he says guys i gotta tell you about this sub two thing one we created one heckin good shoe people love it two two we inspired a lot of people to go out and run marathons and push their bodies. Three, we produced the longest commercial of all time. And four, we inspired a group of kids, maybe in California, but probably not to jerk off a bunch of times in one day and eat donuts. Do you think they know that
3: they inspired them? Well, I think that's the thing. Like once you, when you make something, it Mm -hmm. could be anything. And and you, like a piece of music, a movie. It's called a widget. I guess, right? Commercials in this. A, a what?
4: It's called creating a widget. That's what the technical term for anything is in this kind of world.
3: I suppose. Sure. We'll go
0: in the with world that of in
1: thinking.
4: the world of jerking off a bunch, or the world
1: of yeah, yeah. yeah. We're gonna call that a widget. So
0: you make um, a widget.
1: Well, it's I kind think... of like helter skelter. Listen, guys, I'm trying to. Make... <laughs> like they didn't intend for that song to become what it was. Right, that's true. But that's what I'm saying. It's like once you give something like
3: that uh, to the people, you, you, there's no taking it back. They're gonna take. They're gonna take it and they're gonna turn it into whatever. Like, like with Tide, yep. they just wanted Tide to make fun. dishwasher soap, and now they've given it to the people, and the people have decided that what they want to do with it is
4: eat it. Well, I think what we've proven over time is humans will um, pervert any sort of thing that we are given to the point of you know. Terror like masturbation, apparently. So, if you I know,
3: think it's with everything, on. like at the end of the day, we're all just dogs, like trying to yeah. hump,
4: yeah, like a stuffed yeah. animal.
3: Yep. It's not, it's not because it's It's just in our nature, I think,
4: to hump. Yeah, uh, no, I'm not I'll first, think later kind of people. Let's keep going on the call.
0: Breaking two attempts, so we are really fired up to achieve something great,
1: and really- <laughs> stop. Real quick, no, this isn't great.
4: Keep
0: going. <laughs> Body, mind, and spirit.
4: Body, and mind. Typically,
0: this challenge is limited to a uh, twenty-four hour period. We began at eight a.m. with the intensity of if any of us could continue it in under twelve. I chugged a Red Bull at seven fifty-eight a.m. and opted to go. Wait, first. can
3: we pause? Yeah. Man, I just imagine, like. I don't know wherever they are, like some some mid sized American like middle America town. Um, Just a ratty like six bedroom, broken down college house. It's got you know it's dirty and it's now filled with like ten different guys with only six different bedrooms, trying desperately to find a place to jerk off. And it's the most disgusting thing that I could really picture. Like, scrambling. Like, no, I called the
4: bathroom. Was like, no, I'm in the closet. Like, God. Get out of the laundry room. Yeah, that's... A lot of sheets are just, like, they were just, like, solid after that day. You could, like, break them over your knee. <laughs> that's disgusting. <laughs> that's so
1: gross. This <laughs> just, like, lean
3: it up in the corner. Yeah.
4: Just, like, place it. <laughs> It's like a leathered piece of, like, cowhide. Like, that was my towel, Bobby! God. Keep going.
0: Three-mile, uh, three 24-mile donuts and intimate sessions. Stop.
1: That is disgusting. That's more disgusting than trying to find a place to masturbate.
3: I mean, I think it's nice.
1: No, I I honestly, like, I don't care if you're going to jerk off. Like, that's your prerogative, jerk off. Do not call it an intimate session.
3: Well, I think, okay, you're putting a stigma behind it now. <laughs> It'd be nice. It's a nice thing. Hey, kids, if you're listening, it's fine to jerk off. Get intimate with yourself. Get to no. know yourself.
1: Jerk off. Call it wanking. Call it whatever you want. You don't need to call it an intimate session because an intimate session makes me worry about, like, what you're doing to your penis.
3: Well, like, would you rather it be an intimate session or like, I, like an intense? Like,
1: no, you just don't need to use the term. You don't need to describe it that way. Well, intimacy. When,
3: when you think of intimacy, like, are you thinking no, like he's shredding his, his
1: No, no, it's like.
3: We think he's it, treating his penis very well. Yeah,
4: no,
1: it's something. Like there's a lot is of like lotion kind of involved,
3: term, like a candle.
1: No, it strikes me as the kind of term as like a guy who's never had sex before, but like. Is trying to be a pickup artist would use that term. No, of course not. Like, so it's kind of like that thing where it's like you would read some stupid thing where it's like some guy that thinks women owe him sex and he would say something like, I went out to to the bar. Yeah, I went out to the bars looking for a girl to bring back to my house for an intimate session.
3: All right, I'm behind you with that one. Yeah,
1: and so it just makes me worry that like he's taking advantage of his penis
4: well That's his. Well, he did it a lot in you know 11 hours.
0: The intent to see if any of us could compete it in under 12. I chugged a Red Bull at 7:58 a.m. and opted to go for a couple pre-mile, uh, pre-24-mile donuts and intimate sessions. Needless to say, the rest of the challenge. Was the right there.
3: You time. think he was doing it at the same time?
1: Needless to say.
3: Like he was in like with his one hand he was eating a donut and the other he was like I don't know, navigating Pornhub and
1: Wait, do you think this guy's calling from Red Bull corporate?
3: Oh, do you think this whole thing was just a really gross product placement?
1: <laughs> like it's kind of gross that like the only like corporate sponsor logo or anything that comes up in this is the fact that he mentions Red Bull like a minute into the call. Yeah, I think we got duped. Yeah, but then he also follows it up with, like, needless to say, he should have started the call with that.
3: (laughs) Well, I mean, I think the longer this has gone on, it's become very clear to me that this was written out beforehand. Yeah. It reads like an essay.
0: Well, pre-mile, pre-24-mile donuts and intimate sessions. Needless to say, the rest of the challenge was the toughest physical challenge I've ever attempted, although I found the donuts to be quite enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) There was a particular point where I found myself multitasking in the shower, which was without a doubt where I hit rock bottom.
1: Stop. Can you wait? Do Stop. you think
3: when he says hit rock bottom, do you think he means in his life?
4: Yeah.
1: Or yeah. in the No, I think it qualifies as him hitting rock bottom in his life, but I would argue he hit rock bottom when they said, maybe we should try it in 12 hours. <laughs>
4: <laughs> like I mean, What it, happened to him in the shower that... Caused him to think he hit Raw right Bottom.
1: I don't know if you're eating a donut in the shower. That's like pretty low.
4: Yeah, it's all context. Here we are, full circle. We're back to the context. Sometimes a donut in a shower, I think, could be pretty awesome. I've never done it, but I would. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, seems trying to rub one out. That seems doubly sticky. <laughs> oh god,
3: that ride.
4: Huh? You said sticky like a four-year-old.
3: I'm sorry. <laughs> it just gets me giddy talking about donuts and jerking
0: off. All
1: know. right, let's keep going on it.
0: And a final victory shot then won me the challenge in 11 hours, 8 minutes, both a personal and still standing school record. Stop.
4: Stop. Called a victory shot? That's, that's yeah. what he said?
0: Shotgun.
3: Like he, he did the, his last beer. Oh, oh I, I thought it was point.
4: Okay, that's disgusting.
1: So, this involved his lowest point, but he's calling it a personal record.
4: Well, he's a confused person. Like, if you shit
3: your pants during a marathon and you still run like five minutes faster than, like, I would imagine, like, publicly running through the streets with shit running down your leg is pretty embarrassing. Could be a low point, but you know, you qualified for the trials. So,
1: but then, but then he hits it with the school record still standing. Which means that this has been talked about, like outside of it. Which means that, like, this think, is some. Do you think they're like they're having
3: a placard made up and nailing it to the wall in the indoor track?
1: Yeah. Or at Wadio least like
3: Irving, twelve jerk offs in under twelve hours.
1: Or at least this is something like like their women's team has found out about. And like, I guarantee someone told it to them, being like check out this cool thing the guy's team did and it just did not go off that well like what would you do if you found out that like 10 of your teammates we'll say ran 24 miles we'll accept that he said he ran 24 miles even though he's probably lying to us about his age his (laughs) name his location all of it we'll say he ran 24 miles drank 12 beers, ate 6 donuts, so he jerked off 18 times. Can we just accept that?
3: I'll accept that. Yeah. Although I don't really think that that's possible.
4: Yeah, I think you're right.
3: Actually, I, I have heard there was a kid that I went to high school with that, uh, you know, some of that classic locker room talk.
1: Do you want to name him first name, last name, location? Oh,
3: first name, last name, first name, last name. Claudia um, Irving? If I knew, if I remembered his name, I would have no qualms with with uh, outing this with kid. outing him. Um, but he claimed to have done it like 13 times in a day oh. to a picture of a girl that we went to school with, and all of us were like, oh. all of us were like, oh. man, like that's not, we're not, we're not interested in that. That's really gross.
4: That is sick,
1: man. I had someone, I had someone that I went to high school with uh, that did like made a similar outlandish claim. Um, and I remember it like him saying it at the time and not thinking it was very cool. And then like thinking even less of it, the more the years go on.
3: Like he felt bad about it?
1: No, he was proud. He felt good about it. it I don't think you're saying
3: something like that out loud unless you're like, check out what I did.
1: Yeah. And well, that kind of like brings me back to this caller. Like they're giving us a check out what I did. I don't know how great this challenge is.
3: I mean, okay, so let's just fast forward because I'm kind of getting bored of this. A, have any of you guys done it?
1: No. No, not intentionally.
4: I know for. I had a weird day once. So.
1: <laughs> Sometimes you just get so caught up.
4: You start counting, you're like, well, I got <laughs> close.
1: You finish your long run, you're in the shower with a donut, and you're like, oh.
4: Well, I'm on my her way. Go.
1: <laughs> Oops! I did it again.
4: Ryan, have you done this int- intentionally? Not
3: intentionally. No, not even accidentally. I do don't. you
1: know anyone who
3: has? I do, and I know people that have done it in Portland. Yep. I feel like the group of people that I know that did it probably
1: overlapped with you, Stephen.
4: They did it too. So wait, his his last
1: question was if we know anyone who's done it faster.
3: No. Cause, but because that's never that's never been the point. The point has never been to see who could do it faster.
1: But do you know what the point of this phone call was? To get a, to validate to get a him doing it. To validate him doing it. He wants to know he's the fastest person in the world at it. Yeah, but that's not well, cool. It doesn't matter. He did it, and like he probably is the world record holder at this.
3: I no. have to believe that there are people out there. Oh, well, okay. So are we talking about this specific challenge or are we talking about people that have jerked off that many times in a single 12-hour period?
1: My problem is is I don't want to encourage other people doing this.
3: Like, we don't want to glamorize
1: it. Like, I'm, I'm getting... I think we need to talk to our lawyers about this, but, like, do not attempt this challenge. We did not tell you to attempt this
2: challenge. Legal okay. disclaimer.
1: All That's right. Well, next you- call.
2: We'll do, yeah, two more voicemails, and we'll save the next ones for the next episode. All right, so... <laughs> um, okay, here's a, here's a good one.
0: Hey, um, so my friends and I, it's not really a debate, because most of us agree on it, but I've kind of been torn on it lately, internally, and I don't really bring it up on runs, but are half-tights really better than short shorts? Because obviously, I mean... We still go with the one-inch, two-inch N-seam shorts, but Papteds have been making more and more of a move in his distance or pro-distance running, especially with Galen Rupp using them or wearing them all the time. I'm actually going to ask him about it this weekend uh, face-to-face <laughs> and see what his thoughts are. But I want to get your guys' thoughts too. Thank you. First, I like that he uses
3: Galen Rupp as, like, the uh, – that's his his barometer for yeah. for fashion trends in the running world is like well we know that Galen Rupp uses half tights
4: so uh... yeah like Galen Rupp is being forced to wear those by like doctors and scientists and like his quasi father figure like come on put on the half tights Galen like, Galen just Galen doesn't out. he's like I want to wear these shorts because they look comfy it's like Alberto's like. Galen, you should probably wear those half tights because they're going to shave, you know, a quarter of a second every two mile or something. I just don't know
1: why, if the holes work on the jersey, he doesn't use them on the shorts. I mean, <laughs> wind is wind, no matter where it's hitting you.
4: Yeah. Well, uh, it's not. <laughs> but you get hot anywhere, and you do get hot in your loins. Yeah.
3: That's a new one. I the think. Loin. Loin's is almost as gross as intimate sessions.
4: The intimate
1: sessions with my loins. Yeah. What bothers, what bothers me though, is that just because Galen Rep does something doesn't mean you should.
4: No, we're about to find that out in the court of law. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but at the same
1: time, like, I do think it was a little bit like endearing the way he said like I don't really want to bring this up on a run it's like that he's going to get pelted with rocks or something like shut up Chad we all like half tights but at the same time when have you ever not felt comfortable bringing something up on a run like I'm I'm more comfortable bringing up the weird stuff like 15 miles into a long run than I am you know sitting back (laughs) (laughs) like
3: Donut in one hand, beer in the <laughs> one other.
1: One hand, beer in the other in the shower. Um,
4: hey man, he might be going through some shit. Like, you know. Do, we, we,
1: do we have an opinion on this? Like, half tights versus Um, but I've,
3: I I've hate... seen both of you in real life, and I know that I've got beefier quads than you, and half tights are not built for, like, the, the beefy the beefy See, quad. But
4: that's actually man. not true, because we had a kid a Portland who would chafe because he had beefier quads and he would only wear half tights.
3: Interesting. Because Interesting. then your quads aren't
4: rubbing together. Yeah. Hmm. But I really felt that, like that before. I'm definitely all in on shorts. I will wear half tights occasionally, but I I prefer shorts. I never felt okay, so I have I do have
3: a pair of half tights. I don't feel it going back to like the first question or whatever it was about like wearing expensive clothes and maybe like wearing things that make you feel nice and you feel better because of it like i've never really felt nice wearing half tights it's like maybe they're sure they're comfortable maybe like sure i feel like i don't know it just doesn't it feels weird i'll I'll say it i feel weird wearing half tights it's like my my things out there my loins (laughs) my
1: loins are showing well that's because you cut the holes in it What's
0: the Uh. next voicemail? Hey, Sidious. I've got a question about surfaces upon which we run. And if a surface is gravel, can it still be a trail? Um, You know, if you're on a single track trail, that sounds like a single track to me. But if you're on a double track trail, like two Jeep tires separated by grass, you can't run in both tracks at once. So... Is that double track or is that single track? And at what point does that become a jeep road? I've been I've been trying to decipher through this, and it just seems like a lot to weigh on my brain. I'd love some insight. Um, and lastly, the age-old question: If you're traveling at the speed of light and you turn your headlights on, does anything happen? Thanks, Sidious.
1: I think we're getting bombarded by corporate sponsors like this guy obviously this guy obviously works for jeep oh Oh, for jeep like the fact that he's like named jeep specifically like other cars can drive on what's known as a fire road Um, oh
3: so you have an opinion about this
1: well i kind of do but the other thing is too is like he says that this has really been racking his brain
3: well okay first of all do you think this is a goof
1: no, I don't think this is a goof. Like, I think he legitimately means it, and I really want to live his life.
3: If he really does mean it. Like, yeah. if this is a goof, I don't want to indulge it, but if no. he really does mean it. No,
1: because, like, if this is racking his brain, like, I wish I was him because, like, uh, families are getting broken up and deported every day. Uh, just... Medicare, Medicaid are getting cut. Uh, we might go to a war with North Korea. Uh, the and a
4: man over here worrying about gravel and
1: road. Yeah, like whether or not you can run on a on a fire road and call it a trail.
4: I mean, See, our I, don't know, if I is, necessarily. Fuck fuck. Stupid. What, Ryan?
3: I, I was going to say I don't know if I necessarily agree with that uh, that that line of thinking, Tom's.
1: That I, sequence, I just think uh, there's like there's so much other stuff you can worry about and think about
4: i don't even um, what was his, like hang up that he didn't know what he should call it to his friends or like why was this he didn't know what to refer to it as himself like yeah i, I like know. the
3: idea of him steven like he's probably walking into like the, the local the local saloon at the end of the day and be like guys i was
4: donut, I was in, that hand.
3: These, uh, <laughs> donut in hand i was on one of these single track trails uh and the bartender's like, well, was it a single-track trail or was it a double-track trail?
4: What was or there a jeep road. Was there a, a meeting grass road? separated and, by three feet? And better yet, if you turned your headlights on when you were in that jeep. Yeah. How you fast? Oh, Jay, <laughs> okay, I was moving about the speed of light. Well, let's say you had a flashlight and you turned it on. Well, what happened? And then this kid just goes, he just starts fucking screaming, drops the donut, beer bottle shatters hand comes out of the pants and he just runs away and that's how that story ended. like he very clearly is trying to figure out like whether or not he's an
1: actual trail guy and like you've met trail guy you know like he wears a trucker hat he runs in hokas dirty as shit all the fucking time like trail guy is always dirty and some trail guys said like you don't run on real trails because you run on jeep roads yep
4: it broke this kid
1: and yeah, <laughs> fucking broke him. And
3: he's been up at night, like scribbling on the walls, like he's just like smacking himself in the head. Like,
4: oh, yeah, a Jeep, Jeep trail guy trail. was like, Why do you need that hydration trail. vest if you're running on Jeep trails? And the kid's like, yeah. No, these are trails.
1: And he's trying to log it on his fitness app, and like he doesn't know whether to put just like a normal run or a trail run. And he's just like losing his Strava. Po- I don't know how Strava works.
3: Real, real trail runners don't wear half tights.
1: Yeah, you know, real trail runners—they hit the the single tracks with a donut, beer, and a dream.
3: No time for the six, twelve, eighteen, twenty-four yeah. challenge when you're a real trail runner. Can't jerk off on the
1: mountains. I think that's like the weird thing is that trail running, trail running, about like an extension ultra running is supposed to be like this like pure form of running. Like it's supposed to be like less glitzy and glamorous than like a five k. but at the same time like it's also expensive as shit and some of the gear is like the most ridiculously overpriced stuff and then there's the answer to our question because it's all super expensive but you're running like 11 minute miles so if anything buying this expensive gear makes you slower but also gives you this attitude that unless you're running on a single track you're not actually trail running
3: don't you think that because like can you imagine getting a pair of running shoes from Walmart and then trying to go out and run, like, Western
4: States? They use multiple pairs of shoes, so that's a whole other thing, but yeah.
3: Oh, okay, yeah, we want to get into that. I'm sorry that I didn't know that they're bringing on multiple pairs of shoes.
4: No, you dumbass. I'm saying that reaffirms your point that it costs even more money. Ugh,
1: I'm sorry, Steven. God. I think it's just, like, <laughs> crazy how, like, I don't know, with capitalism and everything, you've got to, like, spend money, you know?
3: totally man make money spend money you know yeah you gotta you gotta you gotta jerk off if you want to eat the donuts
1: do we have an opinion on the the thing with the headlights and the speed of light because i've heard this before i have literally no concept of
4: like physics so
1: i i think what the idea is is that you're traveling at the speed of light and that you would turn on your headlights and so it's just shooting light out. I don't think it matters, doesn't it? Like, well, so then you would be moving even with it, right?
4: Oh yeah, that's, but something would still happen in the
1: car. Also moving in front of you, they in the front mean, of the car. What would, what would happen in the car?
4: Well, you no, turn like, on something, so like the, the a headlight would still turn on.
1: Yeah, the headlights would still, and they would still be going forward at the same thing. Yeah, I don't so think it it's matters. Right
3: as you, so I don't think it wouldn't illuminate anything.
4: No, but it would be on.
1: Yeah, I think that's what it is, is that like the headlights would be on, but they wouldn't be projecting any light because you'd be moving faster than where the projected light would be going.
4: Okay, perfect. You just explained an amazing law to me. uh, Relativity.
1: It's not a law, it's a theory because I don't know what I'm talking about.
4: Gravity's a theory. There's something you need to know. Uh, The Earth is round. Also a theory. What did we learn this week? Can we recap what we learned this week? Sure. Um, I yeah, learned that you can, off the yeah, you can jerk off a ton in less than 12 hours. <laughs> um, I also learned that expensive clothes do make you faster. Uh-huh. Um,
1: <laughs> Ryan, what did you learn this week?
3: Oh, man. I
4: already forgot
3: all of these questions. because They all made me so tremendously sad about the state <laughs> of uh, America. Um, about our audience. Um, What did I
1: learn? Um... I learned that if you give $8 a month to the uh, Patreon page, Mm. it'll allow you the opportunity to buy a jersey. And that (laughs) because that concept exists, (laughs) it's going to get dropped into the middle of the podcast right after you're asking about expensive running clothes and right before you talk about jerking off. And if that's not effective marketing, I don't want to be part of this podcast anymore.
2: (laughs) All right, so that does it for the first episode of Running Things Considered. You read me like a book. This is all a marketing ploy. Uh, um, So if you want to be featured on the next episode, we already have some voicemails lined up for the next one. Uh, We'll try and do this bi-weekly. Hopefully people will continue to call in uh, and we didn't scare enough everyone. Uh, It's 646-780-9218 That's 646-780-9218 Why don't you just take that number save it in your phone book and when um, your friend has a couple too many cold ones on a Saturday night and he's asking you a question, tell him, you know what, why don't you just ask the guys from Sidious and he'll call it in, we'll answer it on the next show Uh, That does it I'm Chris Chavez, I'm the producer, joined by Ryan Sterner, Stephen Kirsch, and Tom Sank, and we'll catch you next time.
1: audio irving talk to a friend get help there's more to life than jerking off please oh god that's so gross Mm